There are so many things that we want to do and that we want to be, but God doesn't look at any of that and he sees who he created us to be in the first place. And he loves us there. He died for us there. So I just came across this interesting study. They did um, a study where they tried to analyze how smart household pets are. And they brought in uh, different household pets into a hospital and tried to get them to operate the machinery. Okay, so I know this is like chaos. And it turns out, obviously, the dogs, they cannot operate an MRI machine. But cats can. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 142. We start every episode with a dad joke, and so if it's your first time here, hope you enjoyed that. And if it's your first time here, please make sure you rate and review this podcast. It helps other people find it, and share this with someone in your family or your friends who you think might benefit from it. That's the best way that other people can hear about this. The highest compliment you can pay us is to share this with your family and friends. And if you do that on social media, please make sure you tag us at Mana Food for Thought on Instagram, or you can find all of our other social media handles and information on our website, Mana Food foodforthought.com, as well as all of our other content. And while you're there, you can click on the Patreon tab and you can become a patron for as little as $1 a month to help offset the cost of this podcast. And you become a patron and you get perks. So uh, thank you so much for all of you who patronize this podcast. If you are a longtime listener or repeat listener and you've not yet done any of those things, rating, reviewing, sharing, tagging, please do so. Please visit our website, see what's there. Great stuff. We'd love to uh, have you do all those, those things. That'd be wonderful. So uh, Merry Christmas. It's the Christmas season. Uh, this should be, I'm recording this in advance, so if my math is correct, this should be coming out on New Year's Eve, so it is still the Christmas season. Uh, so Happy New Year as well, and let's get into the joy junk and Jesus. So as I said, I'm recording this in advance, so there's not gotten, the, Christmas hasn't happened yet for me where I am in this place in the past, um, <clears throat> but... Uh, my joy today is that, so I've been going to the gym and taking it easy because I've been telling you my back and my legs have been really bad. Um, today, I've still been taking it relatively easy, kind of adapting my workout experience. And um, I go to Orange Theory and the whole goal of an Orange Theory workout is to get like 12 of these splat points. It has to do with your heart rate. And I got 12 of them today for the first time in like a week and a half because, or maybe even more than that, because I haven't been able to to go that hard. And I wasn't going that hard in the way that I used to, but I was just intensifying the other stuff that I can do there that doesn't um, hurt me. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so it, that was great. It was nice to see that I can still go to the gym and do it differently and not hurt myself. So that was good. Um, my junk is that because I'm doing a bunch of stuff in advance so I can have a break, um, that always involves me doubling down on work. I don't know about you, but I have a job and kind of a schedule where, you know, Mondays I do the same tasks, Tuesdays I do the same tasks, you know, Wednesdays, etc. And so if I take a week off, it's not like a lot of those tasks still don't need to get done. Uh, it's just that I'm not going to be here to do them. And so I need to get them done in advance. So I batch them and I double up on the week or weeks prior, but it just makes it a little more intense, especially if I have meetings and other stuff going on, which I do. So uh, it's been a little crazy, but today's the last day of that. So that's nice. So I'm just finishing up uh, some of these doubled up and advanced scheduled things. So my Jesus moment is that last night um, we braved a restaurant with five children under five by uh, combining our family with our best friends, uh, the DiBernardos, Jenna, who is my former co-host and her family, 
and um, we haven't seen each other in like a, a, or at least all of our families in like a, a couple weeks. So we saw Tony when we're, cause we're in a band together and we played with him last week, but, um, yeah, it was so nice to see our whole families together and have a meal together, go look at some Christmas lights in the Harbor and just be able to spend like a solid chunk of time together, um, exchange Christmas presents. Uh, it was a little chaotic. We didn't open them there. We were going to do that, but kids were getting a little cray cray. So as they do. So yeah. Uh, lugging around five kids under five, uh, in a giant crowded area at night with Christmas lights and entertainment going on is, uh, pure chaos, but it was beautiful. And I really just experienced the Lord and all of that, how we can, um, I don't know, encounter real authentic love and friendship and community, even in the midst of messiness. It's just always, um, so humbling to me that, you know, um, you don't need to put together this kind of polished version of yourself to present to the world. Like the people who know you the best know you when, you know, your house is a mess or when you're not feeling great, you know, when everything's chaotic, when you can't hear over your kids screaming and yet you still can just be together. So yeah, it was beautiful. Um, so let's get into this episode. It's going to be a short one. Um, but this is based on the second reading for this upcoming Sunday. Uh, this Sunday is <clears throat> the solemnity of the Blessed Virgin Mary, the Mother of God. Um, and it is uh, always on January 1st, but January 1st rarely falls on a Sunday. And so uh, I wouldn't say rarely. It happens, what, once every seven or eight years. So um, we usually uh, maybe don't hear these readings or uh, celebrate this solemnity. It used to be a holy day of obligation in the United States. It no longer is, except it is this year because it's Sunday. And every Sunday is a holy day of obligation. So there you go. Sneak attack, Mary. Uh, so the second reading for this uh, upcoming Sunday is from Galatians chapter 4. It's just three verses, verses 4 through 7. So I'm going to read the whole thing. Um, and just uh, kind of listen attentively here to what stands out for you. And I'll share a little bit about how this spoke to me. So this is Paul writing to the church in Galatia, uh, which is in modern day Turkey. And uh, fourth chapter from verses 4 through 7. He says, brothers and sisters, when the fullness of time had come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law to ransom those under the law, so that we might receive adoption as sons. As proof that you are sons, God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying out, Abba, Father, so you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then also an heir through God. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Now, what stood out to me in this passage was, um, first of all, when the fullness of time had come, and you know, we're anticipating a new year and people make New Year's resolutions. And, you know, we, when you read about time in the Bible, you know, there's chronological time. There's two words, uh, primary words for time in Greek, chronos and kairos. And so when you talk about chronological time, like, you know, oh, what time do you want me to meet you? You're talking about an exact time that you can like pinpoint and plan something for. That's Kronos. But in the Bible, most often they're talking about Kairos, and that is like uh, fullness of time or at that particular time when the time was right, you know, for such a time as this, you know, when you ever get that sense of like, you know, I think it's time for me to settle down or it's time for me to change jobs. It's not like, you know, you had it on your calendar and it's like, all right, it's, you know, March 23rd. And I said on this day, you know, no, it's not a chronological thing that you necessarily plan. You could just get this sense or this feeling like, the, you know, this time is, is upon us. And I think on the cusp of a new year, uh, the time is upon all of us uh, to, as a culture, as we do, 
assess where we are in life and how we'd like to be better, things that we'd like to start doing, stop doing, um, things that we'd like to start to do or stop doing. Uh, sorry, grammar. And um, really just think about like who you want to be next year, you know, what things you, you want to. I, I, I shy away from the language of like achievement and goals because I think we're, we're very much individualized culturally and very much into like our accomplishments and our our resumes and, you know, getting ahead and hustling and making money and, you know, very much into that kind of capitalistic consumeristic mindset. And I don't want that to seep into our spiritual life because sometimes that does. We feel like, all right, God, what do I need to do to get to where I want to be spiritually? And that's why I love the rest of this passage. It has nothing to do about anything that they did. You know, when the fullness of time had come, it wasn't anything that the Jewish people did. It says that God sent his son to ransom those under the law so that they might receive adoption as sons and daughters. So through no action of their own, simply because of God's love for them, God sent his son so that we might be brought into a new identity, a new relationship with God, be reconciled to him, and to not see God as some distant creator in the sky who comes in these powerful clouds and these terrible storms and gives this law and is seen as this maybe distant judge, but to see him as this intimate father, so intimate that he sends his Holy Spirit to actually dwell within us and that his son institutes a new Passover, the Eucharist, so that he also can dwell in us. And just like a father's genes biologically dwell in us, all three persons of the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, desire that intimate uh, inner life within us, so close to us, so tender and gentle and present to who we are, and defining, shaping our identity as children, sons and daughters of God, children of God. And I think what a great lens through which to look at ourselves in this coming year. What a great way to ask, like, how can I more deeply lean into, learn about, or believe that identity? What things get in the way of me seeing myself as a child of God and experiencing the fullness of the freedom of what that means? And what are the ways where you feel like that's not true? You know, I think there's there's just... A, I know I felt really compelled when I read this to just be able to proclaim over you listening to this, like you belong, you belong to the Lord. You are never alone. You have a new identity in Jesus Christ. And so all the ways that you feel you're different, you're misunderstood, nobody gets you, nobody understands, or you're a burden on other people, you are not a burden to the Lord and that he's with you and he is still willing you into existence in this moment because you have a divinely ordained purpose. And it is not about a to-do list of items that you have to build up some spiritual resume to show God that you're good enough. No, he already finds you good enough to die for. He ransomed you so that you could proclaim this good news to other people so that they could know that God has, been, has ransomed himself for them as well. There are so many things that we want to do and that we want to be, but God doesn't look at any of that and he sees who he created us to be in the first place. And he loves us there. He died for us there. And I think like that's just a really powerful reality for us to understand. A way in which we can look at the resolutions that we make, the commitments we make this year, whether you're picking a theme or a word of the year, how you want to enter into 2023, what things you want to have on the top of your priority list in your spiritual life, in your relationships, your goals, whatever they may be. And I also think when we hold that truth within us, like it's so joyful, it wants to spill out, it wants to overflow. And I think just this time of year is such a great time to evangelize because it's filled with things like family gatherings and 
thinking about the future, resolutions, like these provide a ton of opportunities to enter into meaningful conversations with people. Like, you know, hey, did you pick any New Year's resolutions? How were your holidays? How was it like being with family? You know, and, and people start to track their life by these like annual celebrations. And they might start to say like, you know, I kind of realize I'm stuck in a rut. Or a lot of people were asking me this question and I didn't really know what I'm doing with my life. Or I'm kind of feeling like I need a change. You know, people start to have those kind of reflections and considerations around this time of year. And so these meaningful conversations are much easier to have. They come up much more organically. And these meaningful conversations are always ripe ground for evangelization because it's so much more likely that things like our ultimate purpose, meaning, fulfillment, or, or things of morality, or even directly like God will come up in the conversation. It's not just like, you know, normal everyday evangelization. You're at the supermarket and you run into someone in the produce aisle and you're exchanging little, you know, highs and hellos and, oh, you just moved here? Great. Uh, uh, do you know Jesus? You know, like it's, you know, I guess maybe if you have that boldness and that comfortability, some people have that kind of charism where they're just comfortable doing that. And it comes off very naturally and endearing. I don't think most of us have that charism. I sure don't. So I think it helps to have kind of these, these, um, launch points, you know, and, and there are plenty of those that you can use all year, you know, um, you know, what brought you here? What are you looking for? What do you do for a living? What got you into that? How do you find meaning in your work? Like, you know, things like that, like they, they can help kind of prime the way into maybe some of those deeper, more meaningful questions, but especially right now when people are really considering like who I want to be over the next year, what I'd like to achieve, become all of that. It's a really great time for us to assess from a spiritual point of view how we need to prioritize things and not let other, you know, more petty or surface level or self-focused goals get in the way of that. And also how we can then go out and have more meaningful conversations with people to try and allow that love of Jesus Christ and that gift of faith to be something that we can share with others. So I just want to encourage you over this holiday season, uh, over your reflection in this new year, the commitments and resolutions that you make, the conversations you have with others about them, all of it, to really just remember that no one is alone. Everyone has a new identity in Jesus Christ, and it's not based on anything that they need to do, but an understanding of who they have always been at their core, who God created them to be, and that we can love one another into a deeper understanding of that. And I pray that you will love yourself into a deeper understanding of that. You will receive the love of God in such a way that you have a deeper understanding of that. And you will allow the goals and the uh, resolutions you make to dictate how you can have uh, and live more deeply in that truth, have a deeper understanding of that truth and live more deeply in it. And secondly, that that will overflow into other people easily, effortlessly, and that it will be an opportunity for these conversations to come up. So I pray that you continue to have a blessed and wonderful, fruitful Christmas season. You have a wonderful new year. I'd love to hear what some of your resolutions, your spiritual goals are. Um, hear how this strikes you and, you know, maybe even some of the meaningful conversations you had. If there's a difficult question or an obstacle that comes up in those conversations you don't know how to answer, would love to do an episode on that as well. So please send us your feedback, send us your questions, send us your experiences and the things that you are uh, committing to so we can pray for one another. And that's all I have for you. So until next time, I will see you in the Eucharist. God bless you. 